What's up, guys? Welcome to our podcast. This is Shy, Logan, and Amia. And we are Two Girls, One Gay. Hello? Are you coming to this party tonight? No, we're filming a podcast. <laughs> three roommates who live together in LA. We have six pets in our household. We have three dogs and three cats. Yep. Um, we're obviously two girls and one gay and Logan's a gay one. Obviously. We just had to clarify. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, so why did we start this podcast? Are you asking me? I'm asking everybody. I'm Mia. Well, my answer was wrong the first time, but I because <laughs> we were bored. I feel like we just each both live very different lives, mm. and we all have very different perspectives on things. So whenever we do come together and have these like weird conversations, we all just say some random ass shit, and we're just like, we should probably record this sometime, just for the fuck of it. Mm. Yeah. It was funny, like, we were all sitting one day in our office, and we were <laughs> we were talking about like the most random thing, like dick sizes and girth and all that shit. And I was like, someone should really be here to record. As one does. As one does. Yeah. And I was like, someone should really be here to record this because I don't feel like. Well, I feel like these conversations are very normal. They're just not always yeah. like put out there on the internet. No, I feel like people talk about it all the time. So we're gonna give an introduction to each of us and what we're about. Yeah, like how we got here. What's our what's your life story? Because yours is very. Why don't you go first? Okay, you're the most interesting, so I will go first. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Okay. Um. Okay. Born and raised in Jacksonville, Florida. Um. Uh, family of five. I left at eighteen. Um, because I didn't, wasn't ready for college and I had a friend who was living out in Hawaii and she was like, Hey, you should come move out here. And I was like, Oh, I'll take a year off, move to Hawaii. And I did. And then I was like, why would I ever go back to Florida? This is like the best thing ever. Um, and I went to school out there for a little bit, realized that I wanted to get into acting. And then I pursued acting for a while. I was like, Oh, okay. I'm going to live my dreams because I already did once. I can do anything now, now that I moved to Hawaii and I've like supported myself and now, and now I'm here. I moved here like five, six years ago and acting has been still a big part of my life, but I don't know. I'm doing other things too. I'm pursuing different things and I don't regret anything. Slay mama. Do you want to talk about how we met? Oh yeah, me and Shai met in our acting class. How silly. Yeah, how silly so that. funny. We did a scene where we had to play sisters and i'm an only child i've never had a sister in my life obviously as an only child doesn't um and i was like i don't know how to have a sister so i invited amia over to my house and i was like let's make creme brulee it went totally fucking wrong we had soupy mm. eggs in the cupcake like baking thing and i have this funny picture of amia posing with these soupy eggs with burnt sugar on top <laughs> and she looks like a total mom She's and, so and ever sad. since then we were best friends yeah we were like this is the start of something new mm, yeah i know well it was well i had never at that point made creme brulee so it was 
very and i didn't have a torch i didn't have like the proper like creme like baking like trays because you have to be really tiny because you don't want it super thick and all that stuff i didn't have any of that shit and we were just making out of like a cupcake pan mm -hmm. and it was really really bad yeah horrible but something she can't do something good can't do. okay i can make creme brulee now <laughs> test me bitch i'll make it for you <laughs> it was pretty good Ugh. all right logan all right well i'm from charlotte north carolina but i kind of moved all over the place i have a lot of siblings mostly due to the fact that my parents are divorced and remarried with to people with four kids so i have 11 siblings total which is wild um but I moved here about five years ago from Nashville, where I went to school, and I moved here to work in music publishing, which turned out to be, well, I think I it happened for a good reason, but it turned out to be the worst possible decision for me. Um, anyways, I don't <laughs> I don't know what else to say about myself. How'd you get here? You're gay. Oh, well, <laughs> that's obvious. <laughs> Um, How'd you get here? When did you realize that you wanted to move to LA? Oh, yeah. Well, I was in Nashville working in music business after I went to school for music business. And it's very much a country music scene there, but I really wanted to work in pop music and R&B and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I ended up moving out here um, in 2019 with a couple of friends, which made the moving process so much easier. Um, and... Yeah, I worked in music publishing. I think I was here for like six months without a job, which was very terrifying. Mm. Um, and then once I finally did get a job, I was obsessed with it for like two months. And then I realized how toxic my boss was. <laughs> and then two months later, I got a job at a talent agency. And it's been like the best experience of my life. Met some of the greatest people ever doing that. And... Um, mm. Mm. <laughs> but um yeah and that's where i'm here i am now so to clarify logan and i met through work mm -hmm. and we actually met at a club here in la it was like i had just moved to la it was my first time ever out we go to this club logan's there I'm drunk as fuck. Actually, that's how I met my assistant, Clover. We ended up making out the whole entire night. <laughs> Love you, Clover. And you had um, Little Mermaid hair. And I, I did. I had I had red hair. <gasps> mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. I remember that's when I met you, when you had red hair. Yeah. So, Logan was the one of the first people I ever met in L.A., and we were, I, yeah, we were fast friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We met, and I loved him, and Obviously. now we're lovers. Now we're lovers. <laughs> <laughs> we sleep together every night. You wish. <laughs> okay, so my story. My story is kind of, um, it's a bit wild. So I grew up in Winniewood, Oklahoma, which is a really small town in southern Oklahoma. It has about 3,000 for the population. I grew up in the same town as Joe Exotic or the Tiger King, if you guys know who that is. Um, and the main question I get about that is like oh did you ever meet him did you go to the zoo 1000% like the zoo was like a mile away from my high school I went there all the time met Joe a bunch of times so I knew him um he was it was like when the documentary was being filmed it was I was like senior in high school so that was kind of like my life for a really long time like we knew about it we knew the situation that was really crazy um I ended up graduating high school well, obviously <laughs> 
<laughs> good, good thing I, I graduated high school. Um, my goal was to be a doctor. I went to pre-med at an Ivy League school, um, Harvard. I went there for a semester and then uh, ended up dropping out because of the pandemic. Uh, and then I switched to, I came back to Oklahoma and I lived in Edmond, Oklahoma for a while because Oklahoma never shut down during the pandemic. So I went to um, a University of Central Oklahoma for like a, a semester-ish during COVID and then switched to online and moved again. I moved to Norman, Oklahoma, which is like the Sooner State OU. I, I lived in Norman for a little bit, didn't go to OU. I did online school at um, this strictly online school um and i changed my major like multiple times i went from pre-med to like journalism to social media marketing and then i had started posting on tiktok a lot during 2020 um and i i had like 300k or whatever and i was like i'm fucking famous bitches i'm out i'm leaving oklahoma <laughs> i ended up moving to la the summer of 2021 uh, in July, and here I am. I'm in LA. I do TikTok, Instagram, and mainly OnlyFans for a living. And I love absolutely every single minute of it. Queen. Queen. I have, mm. I have a bunch of pets, and oh, I grew up on a ranch too. I didn't mention that, but I grew up on a farm in the middle of nowhere. Wow. Well, Did you have like a bunch wait. of cows? Yeah, we're, we're a beef only farm so we have mainly like 400 head of cows and then we have horses mules donkeys we had a pig r.i.p wiggy um dogs cats goats at one point i miss the goats so you you're saying you moved out here because you realized that you had more like opportunity if you came out to la yeah so my my thank you for asking me that question well, yeah i'm just curious also. so my goal always was Growing up, I was always super tall, super, like, skinny, like, lanky, like, very awkward person. And at the time, um, that's what all the models were. And I, like, dreamed, like, I wanted to be a Victoria's Secret model more than anything. So even though I did TikTok and I did OnlyFans, I saw it as, like, kind of a stepping stone to where I wanted to be, which was a model. Mm. Um, and then when I first got out to L.A., I was like, oh, I'm kind of curious about acting. I, I had a really hard time talking when I was younger because I had a stutter and I didn't know how to necessarily like talk or like communicate with people. Um, so when, so I, my assistant Sally is like, yeah, you don't know how to talk now. You fucking bitch. <laughs> but, um, so I never saw acting as really like a possibility for me because I had such a problem talking. Um, but I took an acting class and that's where I met Amia and then I've been modeling and acting mainly for the past two years and then recently I just started singing and making music, which hopefully I'll drop very, very soon. Ooh, yeah, stay tuned. Yeah, but that's why I moved out to LA because I never wanted a small life. Everything seemed very attainable to me. Like, I had, even when I was younger, I had no concept of, like, fame or money or, like, being a celebrity. Like, when someone said a million dollars, I'm like... I literally thought I was, I'd be like 10 years. I'm like, oh, that's easy. I can do that in a week. Mm. Like having no, like, and I think that's like a little bit of like insanity, but I always thought everything was easily attainable to me. Yeah. So I always thought I was like, I never wanted the typical, like, I'm going to. Appearance is bliss. 
<laughs> right? Yeah. I never wanted the typical, like, I'm going to get married and have kids, white picket fence in the small town. That's yeah. never what I wanted. That's literally, like, I feel like an example of what delusional can create for you. Honestly, yeah. like, being delusional will manifest you so much in life. Mm -hmm. I strongly believe that because I'm delusional 100% yeah. of We're right? actually <laughs> sitting right under Shai's... 2023 vision board and um maddie gray goobler's on there so if you are tuning in Matt. matthew gray goobler if you ever listen to the podcast i love you so much and i'm waiting for you <laughs> <laughs> next segment all right so we're gonna go into our therapy session where we kind of talk about what's going on in our personal lives if people want to go on rants talk about like whatever the fuck you want to talk about do it now okay so uh, we went out this past weekend. We ha we went to this one place. Our our all of our friends invited us to this one place. I was drinking a bunch because I had. It just like seemed like one thing was happening happening after the other. Like one person like pissed me off, and the second person texted me, pissed me off more. And I was just like, I am so like I'm so done with what's going on. I'm gonna black the fuck out. Anyways, I had like five martinis at that one spot. I don't even remember what time that party ended but then me logan and amia and our other really good friend we went to a after party and at this after party i was just taking shots i was drinking i was living my life i was having i was having so much fun i was dancing around i will say this one thing i hate more than the entire like universe like whatever the, the thing i hate most in the entire world is when people come up to me in a club or in a bar and they hit on me i hate it it's my favorite thing. It's also they, my favorite thing. They love it because they watch. watch it happen, and I literally hate every single minute of it. Anyways, mm -hmm. so <laughs> this guy, um, I don't remember his name, don't know his name, don't care to fucking know his name. Do you want me to, What's, want me to tell you? <laughs> no, tell me. Should what? we not? Wait, what is his name? <laughs> it starts with a B. Brad? It's close. You're very close. Brandon? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so this guy, he's so nice like we're having we're just chatting at the bar like he doesn't hit on me like super like cash i think he's friends of one of my friends or like whatever um so <laughs> so we're just talking everything's good um and he's like let i'm gonna do this type of shot i forget what he said i'm gonna say like this isn't correct but he's like let's do a swedish shot or something like that and he puts like the lime in my mouth and then he kisses me and sucks on the lime and then takes the shot and then that's how we like kiss and i'm drunk i'm like fine i'll make out with you like whatever you don't have to ask me twice and then we start kissing amia's taking pictures in front of us kissing look okay <laughs> shy looked like i saw an arm go over his neck so i was like okay this is fine obviously if shy wanted help if she didn't like him i would have done it I usually want help from these situations. You do, but I was watching. Those and I was are like, things that we should know beforehand, so that we can jump in if you don't like want that to happen. I guess I tell well, me or, all the time, or just like you know when you finish, you know, make the eye contact because I think it was the reason that she wasn't making eye contact with me that I was like oh. I was black the fuck out. I didn't have eyes. You know what? At five, what time was it? Five was five thirty a.m. Yeah, I just feel like we were past the point <laughs> where we just don't. No. Okay. Yeah, those sort of social cues just went right out the window. <laughs> so I was mixing gin and vodka and beers and all the shit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyways. So anyways, I'm ready to leave. I think everybody's ready to leave at this point. 
So we're leaving the we're leaving the club or whatever it was, and this guy. Now let me tell you, I did not ask him to come home with me. I did not say let's go somewhere. I did not say we're we're gonna fuck that night. None of that happened. I we just started like us three and our one other friend. We were leaving the fucking club. This guy is following us to my car. So. I think like halfway through the walk, I'm to me. I'm like, I don't like, I don't want him to come. Well, like, that just, was the first time I realized that you were like not wanting. Him. Well, let, guys, let me just be clear. Just because it, me or a girl makes out with you in the club or the bar or whatever, doesn't mean we want you to come home with us. Yeah, sometimes you just want a little kiss. Sometimes I just want a little, a little smooch. Anyways, so this guy is following us to my car. We get in my car, and I'm pissed off at this point and I have a Tesla so like on the Tesla you have an app and like I open he got in the back and I was in the passenger seat he opened I opened the door that on his side and I literally tell him to get the fuck out yeah well actually the way that it went was he was texting he was like oh let me find he he wasn't from he doesn't live in LA he was in town from somewhere else i can't exi- remember new exactly york. new yeah. york he was saying oh and let me so this wasn't extremely weird because he did know our friend that we were with so mm-hmm. but he also was like oh well i'm also friends with like this other person that you guys know so we were like okay like for sure well like, he said verbatim like i have seven or eight different people i could stay with so we we're like right. great and then so he was taking his sweet time obviously stalling and then shy kind of you know interjected and said shot like get out of my also, car he was in the car for like a good five minutes yes but and then at one point he was taking way too long to verbalize where he was gonna go what he was gonna do if he was gonna be staying at somebody else's house so we're just like we don't know what to do with this person anyways <laughs> shy was drunk and impatient and ready to go home go to mm-hmm. sleep and i think it like caused her to she was over it she said those words she that goes, she said. I she said, get goes, the fuck out of my car. No, no, no. This is what she said. She's like, this is my car. Get the fuck out. <laughs> and then so, you know what happens? Logan turns his head to look out the window and starts laughing. So, of course, me naturally I seeing that. I do, do the feel whole, bad. I do the classic. <laughs> and then everyone knows that we're laughing at this guy. And then so Shai's getting more aggravated. And she goes, get the fuck out of my car. Get my, out of my car. Well, also the fact that. We were the only two sober people in the car. Oh, me, yeah. me and Amir were the only two sober people in the and car. And then me and our other friend were black the fuck out. They were very blackout. The guy was very blackout. So even if though we were laughing, they had absolutely no idea. It probably went right over their heads. I that we hope were laughing. so. That was so awkward. It was awkward, and I do feel bad laughing. But at the same time, like Shy literally goes, "Get the fuck out!" And so, so I don't feel bad. It was so out of the blue. And I was just like not expecting it. It was out of the so blue. So I just literally <laughs> turned to the side. I was like, <laughs> I don't feel bad. Okay, just because I made out with you, I don't know why he followed me to our car. I did not ask him to come home with me. I did not. No, no. And I get that. Yeah. But I also do think the fact that both everybody was intoxicated. <laughs> so I can understand how, from his perspective, since you guys were making out. He probably he was way more blackout than you were. 100%. And you were black the fuck out. But he was like on a different like planet blackout. Yeah. So the fact that like you guys were making out, he's probably like hoping something would happen. He's probably like thinking you're like you're really 
like pretty and shit. He's like, I want to like, you know, do something. Anyways. Okay, for you guys who aren't watching the video, we have two bowls right here. One is it's mixed with relationships, mental health, deep, deep questions, random shit. The other one is the most unhinged, unfathomable, fucking raunchy ass shit that you could ever talk about sex-wise. And so we're going to be drawing at first from the more wholesome bowl. Yeah, let me do that one. Cause I... Okay, go ahead. You draw it. Go ahead. Just dig your little Ooh, hands. In. Okay, get, get, get in there. Get in there. Mm. Feels nice. All right. That one feels nice. I'm... Also, okay. what what number are we on? I don't know. I think I'm on I, six. I think I'm on five glasses of wine. I think I'm also on five. Okay. Wow, Great. Mia's ahead of us. Ooh, okay. This is a good one. Bullying. Were you bullied? How do you feel about your kids being bullied? <laughs> like, we all That's have kids. One. Yeah. I was 100% bullied, mostly in middle school. But I also was a really weird, like, ugly kid. Like, ugly. <laughs> what? Don't like, say that. On further episodes, I'm sure I'll pull out some... I want to see some pictures. No. They're probably on Facebook. <laughs> Facebook? Yeah. I'm going to go look them up right after this. I'm going to delete my account. No. <laughs> I swear to God. Um, but yes, I was bullied in middle school, but I feel like once I got into high school and started hanging out with, you know, more people that, like, were a little bit like-minded and I just, like, vibed a little bit more with, they were... I was, like, that musical theater kid. Mm. And, like, I was in chorus. I was, like, in all the musicals. And a lot of, like, some of the most popular people, I feel like, in high school were also in the musicals and in chorus as well. So, like, I just befriended all those people. So, like, all the girls, obviously I'm gay, so, like, I gravitated more towards all of the girls. Um, and we became, like, pretty fast friends. So, like, then all of the guys who were, like, on the football team, the people who would normally, like, bully you in high school, would not bully me because, like, I would just be, like, I would tell all the girls, be like, don't Wow. Wait, did you did you come out in high school? No, I wish. Oh, okay. I wish. Did do you think any of these like friends that you had, like these girlfriends that you had knew you were gay back then? One hundred percent. I'm sure everybody knew I was gay. Okay. It's not hard you to just tell. Had, you just weren't like physically saying it? No, I wasn't physically saying it. I also like I had a girlfriend in high school. I had like two girlfriends in high school. I don't oh, feel like I was player. I don't think I I don't think I was like extremely like outwardly like super like coming off as gay mm -hmm. but i think the people who i hung out with on a more regular basis could definitely tell interesting or could hint it was hinted at maybe mm -hmm. but yeah no i didn't really get bullied very much in high school because of the fact that i was just like very close proximity to so more like middle school or very yeah in mm. middle school for sure okay which like i feel like that is kind of when I don't know, like middle school things kind of like stick forming. with you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like the early For childhood sure. development like adolescent. is like in yeah. middle school, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that definitely probably, I feel like bullying in general fucks everybody up. It doesn't matter when you're being bullied. You could be yeah. bullied, I could be bullied today and it's still going to stick with me because, you know, they always say like anything negative somebody has to say about you will stick with you way more than something positive some, somebody can say. And I know you probably deal with that on an everyday basis. Like mm -hmm. you're going to hone in on the mm -hmm. negative comments and like, not as much as the positive comments, even though there might be, you know, 
a hundred more positive comments to every one negative comment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you're going to focus on the negative one and that's all you're going to see and think about probably for the rest of the day. I don't know about you, but I know for a lot of people that's probably the case. So, yeah, I mean, it definitely has lasting effects, but at the same time, you grow up and you, you know, realize who you are and all those people now are not living the life that I live and I'm very grateful to be where I Amen. am. So, mm -hmm. mm. I wouldn't change a thing about it. Mm. Yeah. Live by that. Oh, Shai's about to... She's gonna bust Shai's, out. Yeah, that's what I'm... I'm gonna bust a nut up in this bitch. Uh, shut the oh, fuck shit. up, dude. You're, you're so OD. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Mia, have you been bullied? Um, honestly, <laughs> you know, it's surprising, right? You really like, haven't? Nothing? Well, no, okay, a little bit. But, but also, you're hot. I think. <laughs> were you hot, in middle, yeah, were you hot yeah, in middle school? No, were you always... no, 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 no. So I, I've always felt very confident, but also I am from Florida and I grew up in like a predominantly, predominantly white area. I wasn't like the standard. Every, everyone kind of like focused on like a certain type of person. It kind of like was just like an accepted thing. I felt like pretty. I never like felt like not cute. I always felt comfortable in my skin. I accepted, oh, this person just might not be into girls that look like me, you know, mm -hmm. which is fine. I feel like people, they all have their preferences and stuff. But I wouldn't say people like bullied me for being a certain way. Like I didn't have that experience. I was really lucky to like not have... I don't know, like a, a bad childhood. Like I'm not gonna sit here and like say I did. I had. But a also, great... when you say a certain way, what exactly do you mean? I just think like like microaggressions. You know, I would have my best friends be like, just me and like my egg roll. Like that would be their caption. It'd be like a photo of them. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> It'd be a photo of them and me and say, love my little egg roll. Oh my god, that's not funny, but that is so fucking. I mean, like, it's, it's not, not, it's not, not bullying. <laughs> First of all, I'm Filipino. Like, it's technically lumpia. I'm not an egg roll. I'd be a lumpia. Yeah. shit, bitch, correct them. Yeah, correct them. That's like, like, that's like when my brother would call me faggle. <laughs> what? I spit. <laughs> what? What do you I mean? But also, it's so fucked up. And I'm so sorry to kids who, like, aren't out yet. Like, I don't want anybody to ever call you a faggot or anything like that like that is fucked up but if you're gay you can say it so don't Amen. cancel me for that and also i know every single time my brother calls me that it's like genuinely coming from a good place because he's the most like accepting human being and i love him more than my life mm -hmm. so for him it's fine but if it came from anybody else's mouth i'd be like what the fuck, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah jail jail yeah. <laughs> actually i like want to and this is just in my experience. There have been more comments made about, like, my appearance than ever in Florida. Here, I think I told you guys a story where I was walking down the street and this guy was like, Hey, are you Hapa? Which, like, if you don't know what that means, it means you're half white, half something else. I'm not sure if it's specifically Pacific Islander or, like, also including Hawaiian. But anyways, he goes, Hey, are you Hapa? And I go, Oh, yeah. And he goes, Looks like the colonizers got you. And I was just like, I don't know you like he was just a random guy on the street i feel like people are so comfortable nowadays like yeah. make comments on like who you are as a person and they don't even have to know who you are i feel like it's an la thing because yeah. there's so many people here and obviously there's a lot of people who are just like feel free to just like say whatever pops into their mind yeah and which is also so weird to think because la is such a 
It's a, it's a, a diverse, diverse city. place, yeah. You know, so it's so weird that somebody would just, like, feel so welcome to just be, like, to just say something like that. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. But also, there's a bunch of freaks here. Yeah. No, it's yeah. true. And people are, like, very opinionated here, I feel like. People didn't really talk about race as much to me until I got here. For me personally, like, my, my dad came here, or, no, he, he was born in Jacksonville, so... He's first generation. He doesn't know Tagalog. So your grandparents came? Yeah. My grandparents came here from the Philippines. My dad was born here. And then for me, it's like I kind of grew up in the beach area of Florida. And no one really made comments to me about how I looked. So that's just kind of all I know. That's like how I was raised. Kind of grew up with a bunch of friends. We didn't really like talk about it. It was kind of, mm-hmm. it was kind of weird. Kind of like kind of swept under the rug a little. You no, know, like guys were still like interested in me. So it's not like I felt like ugly, but like I definitely like wasn't their first pick. Yeah. There's a little bit of that where I'm like, oh, maybe I'm like number two, but. Well, and probably because you didn't grow up with any, like, um, like nobody where you're from in Jacksonville would say anything. So we're just used to it just kind of being like the norm yeah so when you got here and someone yeah. said to me for the first time it was probably shocking yeah and, and i just want to like specify too like when i um grew up like i went to a, a private school and there was six asian people in my grade and i was related to three of them so it's kind <laughs> of like that's how it was there weren't like a lot of people that were of different backgrounds there wasn't like so much diversity during that time but like every time i visit now it's gotten so much better mm-hmm. so i think i think it's normal i think it's it's fine it's fine yeah. and that's my story i don't i feel i feel like <laughs> i'm i'm good i'm a good were that's... you bullied shy <laughs> yeah tell us oh was i <laughs> i was bullied my entire life i'm still bullied now technically with what i do for my job i have like adults trying to bully me so growing up just growing up in the town my my town was so unbelievably toxic and I grew up at a point where mental health like therapy uh, if you had something wrong with you if you had an eating disorder none of that was like spoken about and I kind of had all of it going on at like the same time I think like middle middle school was definitely worse than high school because at least in high school I had a car and I could get away for like a little bit for like 30 minutes for lunch. I could go somewhere at a park and like eat by myself. Middle school was the worst, especially so growing up I had about, it was like me and like five other girls and we were like, I guess what you could consider like popular for like middle school standards. And in middle school, like one day they would just decide that they would pick one person and be like I hate you for today and you're out of the group you're gonna get bullied you're gonna get shit like trash thrown at you at lunch like all that shit. I would eat alone it was like and that happened to me the most more than anyone else because the other people so like I live on a ranch and I lived farther out in town so like I couldn't hang out with kids like after school um and I my parents don't my parents were very poor at the time and so I rode the bus. No one else rode the bus. I was, like, literally, like, textbook loser. I was a nerd. I was, like, the only thing I understood was, like, science and math. Like, that's all I cared about. I had no sense of fashion, none of that. And all my friends were, like, their parents were in the oil field, so they had a little bit more of money. Their parents would drive them to school, drop them off. So, like, those people would cling more together. And then I was kind of, like, the odd man out that would always get picked on, mainly in middle school. And then also my dad is a basketball coach and a football coach and like all that stuff at at my middle school and high school 
So, like, the boys would never like me because he was their coach, and he thought that they would, like, he would make them, like, run or something, which is ridiculous. My dad's never done. I mean, maybe he's done that. I don't know. But he would never do that. So, boys never liked me. (laughs) Boys never liked me. Girls never liked me because I was, like, a nerd. And then high school, it got a little bit better. Um, I... I found, like, one girl who was, like, very consistently my friend throughout high school, and we don't talk anymore, but, like, I I love her to death, and she, like, helped me through. She, I think, understood me mentally before I even did, um, because she she was very popular, and she would always invite me to, like, parties or things that she was invited to or things that she had at her house. Um, and she would always tell people before before I got there, she's like, so Shia's going to come. And, and she's a little awkward at first, but, like, just give her a chance. She's, like, a really sweet person, and she would tell everyone that so um, before I got there. Because, like, I didn't know how to socially interact. Like, interact, and I, I have, now it's labeled as social anxiety, but at the time there was no label for it, and it was never talked about. Um, so I didn't know how to handle myself. I was like, I don't understand why I can't talk to people, why I have this stutter, why I get so nervous, like this, that, and the other. But she helped me a lot. I was still bullied, bullied very heavily in high school as well. Um, there was one time, like, I was a senior in high school, and we were a small group, so, like, all the seniors were supposed to, all the senior girls were supposed to be in homecoming. Like, we'd all get to dress up, we'd all get a TR, like, all of that stuff. And, like, every single girl was, like, super excited to do it, but you still had to vote in, so the teachers and everything made it so, like, inclusive to everybody, but everybody knew that this was, like, something that the seniors were would get. And three senior girls specifically like voted me out and voted a junior in so I was the only senior girl who didn't get to walk with like a dress and like all that stuff in homecoming and now so stupid I don't give a fuck but at the time I literally every day that year I went home bawling my eyes out yeah it was so sad it was so bad I'm so happy all of that happened to me because if that hadn't happened to me I would not be where I'm at today if I had an easy going in high school I would not have thick skin I would not be where I'm at I would because today even on social media what I do I have mothers I have adult men like bullying the fuck out of me what I post like who I hang out with I I see those comments every single day my dms are constantly death threats Death? Death. <laughs> Death, bitch. What do you mean? Yeah, people saying like, oh, you're a whore, go kill yourself. Yeah, people are crazy. They're crazy. But now I know how to deal with it because honestly, those people, they would never say shit to my face. But like in high school, it was so much worse because they would say shit to your face. Anyways, the second part of the question is, how do you feel about your kids being bullied? Okay, if my kid is not bullied, I don't want my kid to be a fucking pussy. I'm not even kidding. My kid needs to be bullied a little bit. I was going to say that, but, was, like, not exactly like that. Yeah, maybe not that aggressively. <laughs> I think that... Bullying builds so much character. I honestly... It sucks, but I really do think that. And I think that there's many different forms of bullying. But I think that there needs to be some sort of... Um, it's just, like, not dealt with in a great way by school systems, I feel like. No. And also, mm-hmm. it's, like... I mean, I, for one, like, had, like great teachers who like I felt very safe around so like I hope to god my kid has that same thing but I know that that's not always the case yeah but um it just 
you know, it's hard, but I know that it does kind of form you in a in a way that like just makes you stronger. Mm-hmm. So I don't want my kid to get bullied, and I think it's like, but I think it is sort of inevitable in some sort of capacity. I think it really teaches you empathy at a like very young age. It's way harder for you know, obviously. For example, like you, you just shared your story like that. I can't even, that sounds like a movie. It was. It was like you know? Gossip Girl. I was like, what the fuck am I living in? I'm obviously not Blair Walter or Serena Vanderwoods. I'm like a fucking loser on the side of the street that they throw yogurt on. That's who I am. No, that's actually, no, that's crazy. I watch those movies and be like, who is this for? Like, I don't get it. You know? It makes sense now. <laughs> it was for me. It makes sense now. Um, it's very I, isolating. Yeah. It's so isolating, but I feel like... I felt so, and I didn't have siblings, I'm an only child, I felt so fucking alone. Yeah, that's another thing I was going to ask you, was like, do you think that, because you were saying before, um, getting invited to those parties and stuff, it's like, you were socially awkward, there was no label, but do you think that was because you didn't have, um, you know, siblings growing up to maybe engage with, or like? Yes, I I think 100%, I, I was like, definitely the definition of an only child, like starting out, now when I say I'm an only child, people are shocked, because I've kind of like come into myself i've become more confident this mm-hmm. that and the other mm-hmm. but as a child i was definition book of only child i was a total nerd i spent either like i was on i was in my room or i was on the ranch i was like riding horses i was like a little horse girl and i think it did play a factor i i honestly in my family dynamic i couldn't see myself having a sibling mm-hmm. now but a hundred percent like i feel like if i had a sibling and they had friends maybe i would have been friends with them but whatever you definitely give me older sister energy i think because also i feel like because i was an only child um and i was around my parents constantly my parents are extremely mature and like loving and nurturing and stuff like that that's kind of what i adapted to Mm -hmm. but I, i was a little aggressive in the beginning but like honestly my child i need you to be bullied i'm just saying it's gonna build you so much character it will suck and i will be there for you and i will help you through it but like if you look at bullies versus bullied, when it comes to later in life, the people who were bullied always win. Okay, so deep question. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Goddamn, we're getting deep for the first pod. I thought this was going to be like sex, dig, pussy out. Nope. Well, we haven't reached unhinged yet, so. True. I wish I could stick up for myself. <laughs> say it so quiet. Say it louder. Say, say it with your chest, babe. I wish I could stick up for myself. Is it quieter? I just, I feel like I, you know, you know me. You know me. True. I just, like, always give people the benefit of the doubt, and I feel like you shouldn't, but I haven't learned that yet. I haven't learned it the hard way yet, so I just keep giving people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I I get that. I feel like I'm very similar in that way. Yeah. You just, like, want to believe I want to believe. I, I see the best in people, and I look past the red flags and, like, the worst in people. Yeah. So even when they do show me their true colors, I'm just like, oh, but you could like, I just see like the possibility of mm-hmm. things and not the reality of it. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And I wish I like didn't care so much what people thought, but yeah, that's another thing. I mean, I feel like it's everyone, you know, Yeah. but then when, when you look at it and you think about people, you're just like, I don't really care about, I mean, like what? when you, you look at yourself all the time, like, you know, yeah. you like overanalyze everything. And then I think to myself, oh, I don't think about anyone else ever. And not in, a, not in, like, a narcissistic way, but it's just, like, I don't care what other people are doing. Yeah. You know? Like, that's the thing, though, is, like, I genuinely could give two shits about what anybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. 
I can observe it from an outside perspective and you know it's very just like I'm like cool move on yeah like say you're scrolling on social media be like oh my god that person's like doing this like that's great that'd be fun to do but I'm not like oh I really wish I was in their shoes right now like I wish I was doing that yeah not really yeah maybe my nose too but we'll (laughs) we'll see what (laughs) your turn (laughs) (laughs) what's one thing you could change about yourself Logan I wish I believed in myself a little bit more I believe in you Thank you. Oh, are we going to make out right now? You always ruin things. Oh, shut up. Um, No, I wish I could believe in myself a little bit more. I feel like I'm capable of a lot, but, like, I... In, like, this kind of a similar way, I, like... I I don't know how to, like, verbalize it. I feel like I just, like, see so many people, like, doing things and making it look so easy. And I'm just like, oh, I can't even, like imagine my I can imagine myself doing it but I'm just like it just seems so like difficult to do and I'm just like I don't think I can do it but like I know I could so I just wish I had a little bit more belief in myself that like I could make things happen if I wanted to I wouldn't change anything about myself because I'm pretty perfect as is Jesus I'm just kidding I didn't think I'm a cop no I'm just kidding you're gonna be the first one cancelled uh-huh, 100% um okay I have two things if Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, blessing and curse. I, if I could change, I, I have two things, like I said. Okay, so on one hand, I, I would like to be able to change a lot of my, I feel like for the most part, I am pretty delusional when it comes to life. I believe that anything is achievable. If you say that I'm going to go to the moon tomorrow, I'm like, fuck yeah, I am. So I'm going. But I think that I do have a lot of negative thoughts surrounding what I do and my ability to be able to do it. So I I feel like there are people who deserve it more, deserve fame, deserve money, deserve like a chance to make a difference in someone's lives. I feel like there's love. D- deserve love, especially love. I was going to get to that in a second. Fame, money. <laughs> I feel like I feel like there's people who are out there who deserve it more than I do. And I wish I could change that mindset, but it's, that's kind of always in the back of my mind. I'm like, why are you doing this? Like, like, why are you special type of mm-hmm. situation, that thought that I have? I fully resonate with that. I personally feel like it's like what you decide to do with your platform and your power, right? Like, yeah. as long as, for example, like this podcast, as long as you're, you're inspiring people and like changing their minds, which I think like you will, because I think that everyone kind of has, for example, like an idea of like what OF girls are like. It's like that's not what they are. That's not what they are. They're Amen. more than that. Amen. Yeah, yeah, I feel like as long as the intention behind something is is good, mm-hmm. then that's really what will you know push you through and guide you through and shine through whenever in whatever you're doing. Which is like, you know, I feel like what I look for, and you know, like friends and you know relationships and stuff like that it's like i feel like it's, as long as people's intentions are good and pure and all that kind of stuff then that's that's really all i care about mm-hmm. and i feel like it definitely that is what makes something ex- successful like you could might take a long time to do or like to become successful but as long as the intention is good and there then that's really all that matters mm-hmm. the second thing that i wish i could change about myself was um I have a really hard time accepting people's emotions around me 
or even feeling them myself. All of my friends know this. Anyone who's close to me knows. If you cry in front of me, I'm going to laugh in your face. I... It's a reflex. I can't help it. She does it's it happened herself. multiple times. <laughs> it's happened so much. Like, mm-hmm. Logan, one week, like, he was crying every single day. And I was like, I, I'm about oh, to tell literal you. Literal week straight. I am about to tell you to move out because I literally can't handle it. <laughs> Anyone, like, of course, like, I'm going to be a good friend. I'm going to be there for you. But if you cry in front of me, I'm going to laugh. And I'm going to be like, okay, like, stop. Like, it's not that serious. I don't know why, but I, like, I can't feel that emotion for some reason i can't accept it into my body i don't know if it's like me putting up a boundary like you know like maybe i'm not fully emotionally like ready to handle someone else's emotions so i can't accept you crying around me because i fully don't i don't i can't the last time i cried like fully cried was like months ago like i can't even remember the last time i like fully like cried Mm-hmm. And that's that's my own issue. And that's my own thing I deal with. But I feel like that's part of the reason why I can't accept other people's emotions because I'm not fully aware of my own. And I, I feel like I'm 100% agree with that. Yeah. And I feel like I'm I'm very undeserving of love and friendship just because no. I haven't had no. it. No, no, no. That's, that's not, not what that true. means. No. No, you can. I think you should welcome more love and friendship because those are the things that are going to teach you to feel more. Mm-hmm. Like the it's fact like that it's like the hardest thing to do, though. It is a hard thing to do, but it's also the most, like, out of anything that you could possibly do, like feeling your feelings and like processing them is the best thing you could do for yourself and the people around you. Yeah, yeah. I think this year has just been like so crazy and difficult for like everybody, like all three of us, like everyone in our lives. This year has been like a fucking mess, and I think all of us kind of have like that wall put up, like like. Or at least I do. I can't speak for anybody. I have this wall put up because I've been through three really pretty big traumatic things this year. I'm just like, if I have to handle one more emotion, I'm going to, like, just burst. Yeah. Yeah. But I've also always been that way. Like, crying has been the hardest thing because not from my parents, but from other relatives, crying in front of them was a big sign of weakness. Also, this is like a learned thing. Can yes. I say one thing? Yeah. What do you mean? The yeah. other night when you were blackout is like really one of. I think I've seen you cry one other time. I was crying because were... I was throwing up. I wasn't crying because I was emotional. No, no. <laughs> I don't know. That was like a like. Because you were crying you were before you were threw you threw up. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. So I'm just saying that like. Yeah. Maybe there's some things that need to be released. <laughs> I need to go to therapy. That's what but, I'm being said. Yeah. No, but I'm like. That is just like, and I get it because I think a lot of people push it down because they're just like, I don't want to even like deal with that right now, which is understandable because feeling your feelings and emotions is very annoying and hard. And it's not an easy thing to do. It's a very hard and painful like experience, but at the same time, like your emotions can't kill you. And like, once you feel them, they, they cannot kill you. It feels like you're dying. <laughs> I know. But then after a while, like, honestly, I love crying. I fucking, fucking love day. crying because it is. I can't handle it. No, get him out. I love crying. Eviction. I can't do it. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. This is this is you projecting. <laughs> no, because crying is very cathartic, and I feel like if I cry, even if I, whenever I cry, I la- it lasts like five minutes, and then I feel so good afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just like I got it out, and I just feel so much better. Yeah. Do you feel the same way? Oh, absolutely. Also, 
like the after cry glow is so it's so I'm real like, I wish your I could eyes just, are bright I want to take a picture and like send it to like a... your skin looks good <laughs> does anybody uh, else have like a bunch and... of photos of them crying on their phone oh my god I have a whole story of it on my finsta I know Sally does and that's why Sally my assistant is sitting behind the camera that's not fucking working <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, no, but it's so true. The glow is... No. You have to feel the lows so that you can feel the highs, and I feel like that's why Shy is always neutral. <laughs> I just that fucking... is a hot take. Okay, guys, so we're going to get into our unhinged segment, which means that we talk about the nastiest fucking shit possible. Hopefully. Um, who wants to draw? <laughs> okay, this is great because I can ask the question because I'm scared to answer. Already. Okay. Okay, easy. What's the freakiest thing you've done in bed? Shy, <laughs> do you want to go first? This will be very surprising to absolutely everybody, but I just want to clarify, just because I do OnlyFans doesn't mean I'm, like, crazy or anything. Um, I Not that you don't want to be. Yeah, true. I'm, like, looking, I'm searching. Who wants to, who wants to help me out here? Um, the freakiest thing I've ever done in bed, I don't know. Fucked on the floor, used a vibrator. That's about it. I'm not even kidding. Anal? Oh, okay. I did anal once when I was in high school. <laughs> My parents are listening to this. <laughs> I did I did anal once when I was in high school for like two seconds and that was it. Um one person spit in my mouth and I hated every second I spit him, I spit it back in his, his face. So he's so he spit in my mouth. You know, and I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> and I spit back on his face. Um, that's probably the freakiest thing I've ever done, bud. Logan, you want to take this one? Freak? I feel like I haven't done anything that freaky. Like, I mean, spit play, kind of. Okay, so we're all innocent little virgins. That's what I'm freaking. Yeah. I'm Mia, down. I'm, I'm down. I'm For anyone down. listening. <laughs> I'm down. I'm not, I'm not approved. <laughs> Somebody please help me. I'm sex deprived as fuck. Sure, I really said. <laughs> Grab that mic. Um, this mic is perfect size and girth. Okay. All right. Take notes if you're watching the video. Um, the freakiest no. thing I've ever done was take a man's virginity. Oh. Slay, mama. <laughs> Freaky, huh? What's next? What's next? Right? Crazy. I feel like that's really rare. So, anyways, can we? See? I've done that. Oh. Anyways, <laughs> we were having this conversation earlier in the office. Um, the question is, would you have sex with someone with insanely large nipples? <laughs> <laughs> we were having this question because two people that we know have insanely large nipples. <laughs> They can't control it. <laughs> so, okay. So, like, this guy that a good friend of mine hooked up with recently who was, like, so cringy, um, one of the things she had to say about having sex with him was that he had insanely large nipples. He also asked... Oh, he had a boob job? <gasps> what? What? That's interesting. A, wait. Wait, like a chest job. 
a boob job, but like okay, so, so what? Was no, it like- let me let me just clarify. This is not someone who's transgender in the process of transitioning or anything. This is a fully like male guy wants to be male, had a boob job, and has insane. <laughs> <laughs> did, did he call it a boob job? Yeah, he oh, called it a oh. boob job. He's the one that- I love that he, he was so forthcoming. With wow, that he just fully out like, yeah, I had a fucking boob job. What? So like, what? A B C cup? <laughs> Wait, did he did he go from like triple D to like a B? Like, it was Not triple D. Oh, he got a reduction. He got a reduction. But like, it was because there was like excess hormones oh. in his boobies. Oh, oh, and so, oh! Like, did he lose weight? And, like, saggy and oh, I skinny. so saggy boobs. okay. He so weight. he lost a lot of weight. Had a boob job. He has big nipples. No shame to him whatsoever. That's just interesting. That's very bad. Um, but that's funny that I put that in there. Um, well, that explains the big nipples. What? What is your answer? So my answer is, um, it depends on how big of the nipple, and do I need to suck them? Or <laughs> what about his person? <laughs> what is about his person? A bitch. Okay, I will I- say like what? Oh, go ahead. Oh no! I was gonna say I feel like if I like any guy whose yeah personality is here's the thing. Oh, <laughs> here's the thing. You're right. Personality really does like account for a lot of my attraction to somebody. So if your personality is like a ten, and you have really large nipples, I can probably make it work. I will say this: if you have large nipples. Don't be ashamed of that shit. No. Like, show that the fuck off. If you're the one who's like, oh, no, my nipples are so big, don't look at them. I'm going to be like, ew, like, I'm judging you now. But, like, if you're, like, suck on these titties, I'm going to suck on them titties. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Speak your truth. <laughs> yeah. Actually, also, don't know why I thought about this. Back in the day, I used to, go, I used to get called DSL lips. Yeah. What? Same. Oh, dick, dick sucking lips? But, like. Big lips weren't in back then, and now, mm-hmm. look. So We looked up. Maybe your big nipples might be in in a yeah. couple of years. In a couple of years. be like, where are them titties? And honestly, maybe they are in. What's the thing around What's the thing around the nipple? Areola. Areola? areola. I'm like, I want that areola, baby. <laughs> Give me that fucking areola. Hey, I'm just saying, if you're, big breastfeeding, areola gang. if you're breastfeeding, the bigger the fucking nipple. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Yeah, um, we don't body shame here. It, we're just talking. Okay. Um, do you think people think less of you if you fuck on the first date? I think that if you fuck on the first date, it doesn't. That's totally fine. But it leaves more room for that person to think that that's all you want. So the relationship, not that the relationship won't progress from there, but I feel like it's a little bit less likely. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a space where you don't really give a fuck, get your fuck mm-hmm. on. Have okay, fun. Okay, hold on. My assistant is raising her hand. What, Sally? I guess appearance by my assistant, Sally, smoking your fucking vape while she <laughs> crawls onto my bed. Sally, say this in the microphone. What did you say? Okay, so my best friend told me that she always fucks on the first date because if the guy texts you afterwards, that means he's actually into you. And if he texts you after you guys didn't fuck the first time, that means he's probably texting you just so he can fuck. So you always fuck on the first date because that means he actually likes you if he texts you after. I think. Always fuck on the first date. Um, fuck on the first date. <laughs> Amia, do you have a take on that? No, so last night, me and Shai watched 500 Days of Summer, and it's my favorite rom com ever. And I will say that. It definitely influenced me in the way that I date 
As in, like, I decided I'm not going to have sex with anyone, and I'm going to make them think I'm the coolest girl ever before fucking them. Mm. But also, the sexual tension that builds up that you really like that person on, like, the first, second date mm-hmm. before you, like, actually have sex with them makes the sex so much better. Mm-hmm. Uh. Okay, I will say this. Here's my two cents on this whole matter. If you are going out and you want to fuck and you want to get laid, do it, baby girl. Yeah. Or baby boy. (laughs) Whoever is listening to this. If you want to, if you're, like, if you just want to fuck, then fuck. However, this is, I will live by this. If you like a guy, if you've had a crush on him or whatever, or you think this could potentially be your husband... I would wait almost as long as fucking possible. I would wait like a month, months. I would wait. Four dates. I would wait. I waited a month. I honestly would wait so fucking long, like 20 dates in before you even give him a look at your fucking pussy just because the, because it's going to make him so much more intrigued to you. He's going to think that, wow, like she really likes me, like, all that shit. Not, like, honestly, though, if you want to get laid, go get fucking laid. Who gives a fuck? Like, it doesn't matter. But if you want this guy to like you, I would wait as long as possible before you even pop your pussy out. Well, because I feel like for men, it's the chase, right? Yes. And it's like they're chasing, they're chasing. They want this thing, right? And to get to you, they got to get to know you, right? And then they get to know you, and then they're kind of like, wait, I kind of like this person. Yeah. Wait a second. Yeah. This person's actually kind of cool. And then when you finally have sex, they're like, and there's all this tension, there's all this passion of, like, not having sex for so long. Mm-hmm. It almost makes them think that they, like, like Lo- they, they're, like, they in love, love with you. A hundred percent. It's, like, it happens. But then happened. what happens if, like, the first time you guys have sex, it's, like, not the best? I haven't had that experience. Do it again. Try it again. Like, yeah. Give it at least two tries. Two tries. If it's, it's not, not good the best, after the second time, don't marry him. Never talk to him again. Don't marry him. Yeah, just ghost. If he doesn't go down, no, on you, no, ghosting. No, no ghosting. ghosting. no ghosting. No ghosting. Okay, honestly, I want to talk about ghosting for a second because it's been my entire life. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, people ghosting you? Yeah, she gets. What do you mean? You're in my life. You know this. Oh wait. Okay, <laughs> I just want to say. So I became single. I don't even know how long ago. Like nine months ago and every guy i have talked to since i've been single has ghosted me i'm not even kidding like especially this, something this happened this past fucking weekend this guy who was like an actor in la dm me i was like oh so cute like and he was being so nice he was like hey like i want to pick you up like i'll take you out i'll surprise you and nothing happened i was like okay cool sounds like so good to me and then the day of our date he doesn't text me two hours before our date doesn't text me the time we're supposed to go on our date doesn't text me and i haven't heard from him since and that has been the cycle since like fucking december all right guys that was our first fucking podcast how do you guys feel Great. I feel a little worried, but um, <laughs> I'm slightly wor- nervous. I'm nervous, but I think it'll be good. I think I'm, I'm excited. I'm not worried at all. I'm so happy. You're never really worried about anything. I'm never worried. Yeah, Which well, because is... everything's already worked out for Miss Shybird, and I want it to work out for me too. That's what I'm trying what does to that say. Mean? It means that your life is 
great, and I want my life to be great too. So Your life is I'm, great. That's why I'm doing. We live this. in the same house. Our lives are great because we live with each other. Yeah, our that lives are great true. because we have each other. We have this friendship. We have this love. We have this bond. I wouldn't trade either of you for anything. Maybe a cocktail and sliced pizza, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. Thank you guys so much for watching our podcast, Two Girls, One Gay. First podcast done. I'm so fucking excited. I hope you guys are as excited as I am. I'm excited. Okay, great. Please follow all of our social media. Send us a DM of any questions you have or discussions that you think we should talk about on this podcast. Um, we love you guys and stay tuned for our next episode.